Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host. Chris Mercer, co-founder of MeasurementMarketing.io, is a measurement marketing expert and has been helping marketers and agencies plan out what's important to measure in their marketing, build measurement systems, create actionable dashboard reports, and finally use those reports to forecast and optimize their marketing results. Today we're going to discuss Chris's secret step most markers don't do and how we can get better at implementing it in our businesses. In today's episode, we will cover the following key takeaways. Number one, measurement is all about listening to a conversation. Number two, we should use measurements to understand what's not working so we can fix it. But it's actually more important to understand what is working so we can keep it going. We can do more of it. Number three, we should know how our customers are supposed to use our website. Number four, we can use measurements to help us improve our credibility marketing, recurring revenue streams, and passion marketing strategies. Number five, we can use tools such as Google Analytics, Google Tag Manager, Google Data Studio, and Microsoft Clarity to measure data and gain insights. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nathan. So we're obviously going to talk about marketing measurement today. And um, the overall title that we're thinking we're going to take this show in is The Secret Step to Success Most Marketers Never Figure Out. Would you start off by sharing with us just on a high level, what is that secret step? Uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. The secret step that I think most marketers even is secret step in that they know they should do this. They don't know how to do it. And that's the secret part for them is knowing their numbers is understanding how to use numbers to improve their business. I think that's where they understand they are supposed to do this. That's sort of innate. We all believe like, Oh, if I just know my numbers, I can actually take better actions, but we just don't know how to get there. It feels like a bridge that you just don't know how to cross. Or we have access to a whole bunch of data. We have a Google Analytics account and six other analytics accounts. And, and we don't know quite how to take that data and turn it into actionable insights. Right. Because having numbers does not mean you know your numbers. That's it's right. Two different things. That's exactly That's right. right. Yep. Okay. Uh, what are you super passionate about? Systems. I love systems and process, uh, which which tunes in really well for measurement. You know, um, For us, like measurement is about listening for a conversation. And that's that's where I think a lot of marketers are sort of finally moving to. So like, if you came into my shoe store, we would have a brief conversation about what kind of shoe you're looking for. I'd walk you to the shoe store, get you to try on shoes and maybe buy some socks on the way out the door, right? And there's a natural conversation that happens in the analog world that we're all used to, right? Or at least were in the before days. And digitally, what's happened is there's a lot of that conversation that's still happening. You know, even if you go to a website uh, people listening to this podcast, you're having a conversation in your head with the podcast, with the website, with the step that you're on digitally. But as marketers, we forgot to set up the listening part of that conversation. And that's what measurement is. So the more that we get better at listening and building our systems to actually listen and, and understand the conversation that the website is having with the person, the better we are to, to keep that conversation going in the direction that we want it to go. And why is that so important? for businesses to really listen and for businesses to, to develop effective systems and processes. 
It's a great question. It's kind of the difference between a business that has, and this might be like the curse of a good offer type of business, where maybe your product is so amazing that everybody just comes to you. In fact, we have a lot of clients that will come to us like this. They paid Facebook a hundred bucks and Facebook gave them a thousand dollars. They paid Facebook a thousand dollars and Facebook gave them $10,000. Yay for them. They paid Facebook $10,000 and Facebook's like, here's a hundred thousand dollars. And they're like, yeah, keep this going. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. And Facebook kept it. And then they went, wait, what happened? And everyone in the company's like, I don't know. Because no one knew what was working and what wasn't. So nobody knew what broke. And, and it's kind of like, you know, people think, oh, I just got to under, understand what's not working so I can fix it. And equally, actually more important is you got to understand what is working so you can keep it going. And that's that. where I think a lot of challenges happen is they, they have this curse of a good offer until it doesn't work anymore. And then they're like, hey, what happened? And you don't know. And that's why numbers are important. That's why measurement's important. That's why it's important to have a system. What is the greatest success the greatest home run that you've hit in your career? The greatest success uh, for me personally, entrepreneurship, kind of crossing that line and and getting to the point. It, it's it's entrepreneurship starting number one, which I think is a hurdle for a lot of people. Um, but once you get started, it's that immediate evolution for me anyway, into realizing that it's not about the people, it is about the process. And if a person produced a result, like that's great, but that's not something that can scale. That's not something that can grow. So I need to make sure the process, that the person is using a process that is building a result, that is creating a certain result. At that point, I have something that can scale because now the people part is interchangeable. Not that that's what we're trying to do. Most of my team members with us for many, many years and we have really good job time, but there, it's because the processes are so strong that those individuals can grow up in the company because they, they create good processes. We hire additional people. Now those people who started can be managers and that's sort of how we've uh, learned to grow is by that power of process, not person. We talk about some specific uh, tectonic shifts on the show that are relevant to your area of expertise here. And I just want to bring them up quickly to see about your perspective from a measurement, um, from the measurement side, how that's relevant and see any stories or advice you have about these tectonic shifts. So one that we talk a lot about is credibility marketing and businesses used to buy a lot of ads and then use that to tell the world how awesome they were. And, and that model doesn't work really well anymore. And businesses are being forced to find much more credible ways to communicate with their customer uh, through influencer marketing or reviews marketing or word of mouth marketing, success story videos, right? There, there's lots of, of ways to do it, scientific data. Um, how does measurement within the marketing realm affect this credibility marketing trend? That's a really great question. So I was talking to another uh podcast I was on and and she asked something similar where she said, well, in my business, there is, a, there's a skeptical crowd. They come in really skeptical. So, and, and she's equating herself with that market. Like that's who she is. So she's like, when I go to a site and I said, well, how do you, what are the behaviors that you would take on a site to, to bolster authority and credibility, right? Where you go, okay, this person is who they say they are and I'm not going to get ripped off or scammed or whatever the thing is that they're, they're afraid of. So she said, well, about page. I go to the about page. I learn about the person. I learn about the company and I'm learning about them to see if I kind of dig what they do. And then I will look at testimonials and reviews, right? Makes perfect sense. I'm with you so far. So you can measure for that behavior. And so you can prove it. So it's a hypothesis. It's an idea, right? Right now, it's like a theory that we have that says, well, everybody needs to really, the, the market is not at all, they're all skeptical and they need to build credibility and authority. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to Google Analytics and say, hey, Google Analytics, 
show me everybody who looked at my about page and looked at my reviews for at least five seconds, like in the viewable browser window, you can actually get very specific with this and say, those people, how many of them then went to the offer page and what happened with them? Did they complete? Did they go to the cart, et cetera, et cetera. And you can actually break that out. Yeah. Did they buy at a higher or a lower rate than people that exactly. did not take that action? Exactly. Because now you can prove instead of having an, a guess or hearing from somebody who says something, because a lot of people get caught up in repeating headlines. No one's ever questioned it. They just repeat the person, the thing that they heard at the mastermind who was repeated by somebody else who saw it in the mastermind that read it on a blog post that saw it on a Facebook group. And, and everyone, no one's questioned that they keep repeating it. And because you hear it so often, you go, well, that must be true. And, and that's it. That happens in marketing. It happens obviously in other places as well, but it happens in marketing a lot. And so you can actually prove or disprove that right? By, by using measurement. And that's the beauty of it because all, all I do in my head, it was what I'm envisioning is what we talked about earlier is I'm going to say, well, I, you might be right. Maybe the market is looking for authority and credibility and we have to do more of that. So, Hey market, let me ask you, do you want more authority and credibility? And I can see based upon the behaviors, cause I would know, oh, this group is not doing authority seeking behaviors and hitting the offer page. This group is doing authority seeking behaviors and hitting the offer page. And if authority really is helping, I will see it in the numbers. If it's not, then it's not. And so I know what actions to take. Okay. Talk to me about recurring revenue. Recurring revenue is one of the big tectonic shifts. It seems like every major company is going that direction. How does measurement affect recurring revenue and what should I be measuring within my recurring revenue stream to be able to optimize that type of a business? Yeah, there's quite a bit you can do. And we, and this kind of, you know, near and dear to my heart, because we have the measurement marketing Academy, which is our recurring uh, kind of a just in time learning platform for people to learn how to do. So, so before you go and talk about that for a little bit, what does the measurement marketing Academy do? What do you offer? It's a do it yourself platform that has courses on learning measurement uh, not just from the tactical perspective, meaning how to use Google Analytics or Google Tag Manager or Data Studio, or the different tools that are out there, but how to put it together in a strategy, how to think about it, what to do with the actual numbers, not just how to set up a goal in Google Analytics, but what should a goal even be? And how do you use the results of all of that to improve your numbers, to grow your numbers? That's what the Academy is about. So we've got different courses. We've got a bunch of workshops. We have instructors that are there to help you out. You send videos back and forth to instructors and uh, instructors will send videos back and forth to you. So it's a, it's a very high level um, sort of training program, but the whole concept is just in time learning. So it's not, we produce content faster than you will ever watch it. I promise. Cause we do new courses every, or new courses every month, new workshops every week. Like there's just too much content for one person to watch in a lifetime, but that's not the point. It's not, you shouldn't have to go through every single course. You should be able to dive in, get the things that you need for where you are in your own journey, put that to use then come back when you build a little bit more muscle and then pick up another new skill, then put that to use, then come back, pick up another new skill. Because in measurement, people get overwhelmed very quickly. It's because they're trying to do too much too soon. So the academy is there to support them for that. Um, and the reason, of course, we brought it up is not just to obviously to thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about the academy, but to talk about it in terms of it's our recurring program. So we're measuring retention, right? We measure retention of our members and we need to make sure that that is at a 90% you know, retention rate that we're, that we're going so that everybody was there last month, nine out of 10 members are there this month and nine out of 10 members there the month after that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we're looking at, at retention rates and we look at what we call the stick rate, which is just how many months on average can we expect uh, a person to recur that payment, right? So if we sell, you know, let's say the Academy's a uh, hundred bucks a month. If I, if I sell that in January, if they, if I know that there's six months worth of those payments coming in, I can on average, again, I can't guarantee that that one person's going to do that, but on average, I know that maybe they're worth five or 600 bucks. And I go, okay, well now I know that 
on average, every new Academy member is worth in revenue terms, five or $600 to us. And so now I can start planning out things like cost per acquisition and all the other important things in a marketing setup. So it doesn't, you know, if it costs me a couple hundred dollars to get a new Academy member, that's probably okay, you know, because it, because it pencils, it has to make sure that the numbers match. So that's how we sort of, we look at that. Um, the other thing you can use measurement for when it comes to that is, are they using the areas of the member site that you wanted them to use? Like for us, it's very important that a new member uses Ask Instructor support very quickly because it will change your life. Like it, it really will. It's way beyond I lost my password kind of support. It's a it's a person. And that's the big thing that's missing in this industry. There's a lot of YouTube videos, millions of YouTube videos out there and blog posts that'll teach you about how to use Google Analytics or set up something or, or learn a new skill. But there's nobody you can talk to. And a lot of it gets outdated really quickly because the platforms change all the time. So to have somebody that understands marketing and understands measurement and understands if what a headline is and how you would change it or how the offer is, and to be able to talk with somebody who can you can spitball back and forth with ideas uh, and improve things is is just amazing. So if we get them into asking instructor support as a product, as kind of like a sub product of that main product, if you will, right? We kind of think about it as a little piece of it. We know that they're going to stick longer in the academy because they go, oh my god, I have somebody that's just like me that I'm a normal person. They didn't make me feel stupid about not knowing this stuff, and they helped me through it and they gave me answers and they helped me grow things. I'm going to be with this company for a long time. And that's, so that's, that's, that's an example you can, and the only reason we knew that is because we measured for it. We can measure for the interaction of different sections in the, in the academy and then attribute it to if they're going to stick around longer or not. Uh, one more area. And I don't know if there's an answer to this one. I, I certainly don't know what the answer is if there is. Um, one thing we, we've talked a lot about on this show is passion marketing. And that's where it, it's not about marketing what I'm passionate about. It's about identifying my target audience finding about finding what they're passionate about and then building my business around that leveraging uh, the highest level passion of my ideal customers uh, to, to build my products and services and marketing messaging and all of that. Uh, are you aware of any ways to use marketing measurement to be able to do passion marketing, to be able to identify the passions of your audience or be able to identify how well you're connecting with them through their passions. Obviously you've got time spent on site and things like that, but. Yeah. So the way in my head that we, that we try to work with that, and, and I don't know if this will get you exactly there, but close is that concept of the, the customer, the awareness cycle, right? When they are kind of like, I have no idea I have a problem. Oh my gosh, I have a problem. I have no idea there's a solution. Oh my gosh, there's a solution. It's your solution. It's your product. Now let's buy your product. And they sort of go through that customer awareness cycle. Um, what we, when we first started, we were catering to, Hey, learn Google analytics. Right. And then it became, we're Google analytics, but for normal people, not the numbers people, right? Cause numbers people are going to learn on their own. And there's a lot of people who think they're not numbers people, which I get, I understand, but you can learn this stuff. It's not hard. You just have to have a different strategy or framework for it. So we started leveling it up from people who are like, I need to learn this right now to, and I just need to show me where the buttons are to people that are like, okay, well, let's. Let's learn why the buttons are there, what we can do with the different buttons. And now what we've done is we've built, we continuously build it out because at a certain point you tap out your market and you need to explore the next level of that market to make your funnel wider. So we are now at the process of where we're going to people say, okay, it's all about what we call the measure marketing framework, which is a system that if you follow these systems, right, you plan your measurement, you build out your measurement implementation, and then you act upon that thing that you've built. And when you go through this three-step system, it will take you from marketing in the blind to where you have a marketing system. Your marketing is predictably growing revenue and results. It's a system that's growing revenue and results, and you just follow the steps. And that's it. It's repeat. It's no drama. 
So what that does now is that talks to a larger uh, market that's available. Now, not everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, fine, I'm going to buy your product. But it gives us more people in the audience. And then we can walk them through, like, here's how you do the measurement marketing framework. And you got to make sure you're asking the right questions and the information to collect and the actions you're going to take. Then we're going to show you some steps on how to use you know, Google Tag Manager or Google Analytics to, to do these cool things and you do a build out. Now we're going to show you how to read the reports, how to learn to forecast your revenue and market forward, how to use what we talked about earlier, the expectation engine when you optimize. And then we're going to show you how to do that again at a higher level and again at a higher level and again at a higher level. And what's happened for us, at least, is there's a much larger market who isn't at all caring about using Google Analytics, but they absolutely want their marketing to produce predictable revenue and profits. That's a more of a, a outcome that they're looking for. So we spoke to that. Don't know if it exactly matches in terms of the passion part, but that's how we're moving it up. And we're measuring to make sure that we are achieving that. You gave a great example there. People may not be passionate. Not every CEO is passionate about analytics, but they are passionate about driving the bottom line. And you you are marketing your uh, measurement marketing course or academy as as the solution to systematizing their their uh, revenue growth. Let's go into your area of expertise specifically. Let's let's dive deeper into into measurement marketing. Um, what do you think? is the secret step to success that most marketers never figure out. It's a, it, I'm gonna give you two sides of the same coin. So I'm gonna say it's two different ways. One is they do not plan. So everybody thinks they, they know they kind of know they should plan, but they really don't take the time to plan, mostly because they don't know the steps. So we can cover those in a moment here. Um, the flip side of planning is forecasting, uh, which essentially is planning ahead, right? So they don't have that concept. They don't even realize that they're driving their companies using the rear view mirror. Most of them don't. They're always looking back in their data. And you hear that because they'll come to us with like, we're just trying to figure out how people are using our blog. We're just trying to figure out how people are using our e-commerce store. We're just trying to figure out how people are using the homepage. And my first question back to them every time, how are they supposed to be using your blog? What was the plan for them to be using the homepage? Why did you build it the way you built it? You obviously had some idea of, and they don't. They just threw it up. They copied some other design that they liked from some other company. They replaced the logos and put everything up there. There was no plan for it. And you realize that very quickly because the blank stairs come back. They're like, oh, okay, that probably would be a good idea, right? But we have a plan. We know that the above the fold area is going to get 37% of the people, roughly, you know, 30 to 35, to go to the next step. Whatever the next step is, is up to us. But we know that's going to happen. We know below the fold is going to get 20%. I know my bottom line uh, navigation and, and the bottom navigation is going to get another 20% of clicks. So we're very selective as to what goes there because we know this is where people are going because my homepage is a directory. It's there to get you to the next step. It cannot sell you. It doesn't try to sell you just tries to get you to where you're trying to get to next. And, and that's what I measure for. You shouldn't spend a ton of time on the homepage. You should spend enough time to get on to the next step. And if you are taking a ton of time on the homepage, the homepage is not doing its job as a salesperson. So I virtually pull the homepage aside and I train it, right? I give it a better script and we adjust it so that it does just help people get to where they need to go. You know, and that's, and that's the power of measurement, being able to do that. What tools do you best use to do that? Use heat maps, you use... What what's the most effective way to accomplish that? So two in particular um, that I I will, we will use for sure. There's, so there's the Google side of things, which is the what they call the quantitative things. This is what people think about normally. They think about numbers like data tables or whatever. So that's Google Analytics, right? Google Analytics will collect information. It stores the information. It builds reports, information, and that's where most people are using it. Is in the report side of things when they look at something like their source menu report. But there are other tools that Google has in the suite that are that help you to level up your measurements, so your capability. So Google Analytics can only do so much on its own without a lot of help. 
um, like from a developer, like very, very geeky technical sort of help. And, and it, so in a way, in a very real way, it gets kind of limited on the types of behaviors that it can collect. Like for example, without uh, having a developer, I cannot go to Google te- Google Analytics and say, hey, I want you to show when somebody sees the Academy pricing page, right, where the, where the pricing table is, and they're deciding whether they want to go the monthly route or the annual route. And let's say they look at that for two or three seconds. I want you to tell me that when that happens. Google Analytics, very difficult to do that on its own. But there is a tool called Tag Manager. Now, Tag Manager was built to basically replace the collection. So Google Analytics doesn't collect data on its own. Google Tag Manager is built to collect. So Tag Manager just collects. It doesn't store the data and it doesn't build reports on the data. There are no Tag Manager reports. It just collects. But because it's really good at collecting, I can go to Tag Manager as a marketer. I can go to Tag Manager and say, listen, when somebody lands on this page and then look at this part for at least three seconds, please tell Google Analytics. And if you wouldn't mind, could you also tell Facebook so I can retarget them with a specific ad for those people? And Tag Manager will say, not a problem. I'll take care of it for you. So that's Tag Manager. It's very good at collecting. It's, it's a bit of a learning curve, but easy to use once you get past that. And then there's another, so you've got Tag Manager collects, then Google Analytics stores the details, right, in its database, because it's really good at storing behaviors. Then there's the other reporting platform, which is called Data Studio. So Google Data Studio is where you can build dashboards. And so the way I think about a dashboard, it should be like your car dashboard. You look at your dashboard when you're driving, you see your speedometer, you know exactly, do I hit the brake or do I hit the gas? You do not have to analyze or think about it or go click on some other report or you would crash. You instantly know by the fact that you interacted with that number, in this case, the speedometer and how fast you're going, you instantly know what action you're supposed to take now. Marketers dashboards should be that simple. They do not have to be complicated. If you have to analyze your dashboards, they are too complicated. You shouldn't have to do that. They should just, you should look at them and be like, oh, got to change that. That's it. So we Data Studio is a platform where you can make very focused dashboards that do exactly that. Uh, we've made dashboards that have, for some people, thumbs up, thumbs down, because or smiley faces, because they do not want to see a number. They just want to know that it's working or not, because they're just they are not those numbers people. And we make other ones that are practically a spreadsheet because those people are numbers people, right? So you make it for whoever the end user is. But Data Studio is a very versatile platform. So Tag Manager collects the different behaviors. Google uh, Analytics stores those behaviors. Data Studio then displays those behaviors. So you can see, is this thing working the way it's, it's supposed to or not? And that's kind of the quant side. That's the number side. Um, there is a very cool, this is kind of like a new kid on the block, very cool platform called Microsoft Clarity. It's Microsoft's entry into analytics. And what they did was kind of go after like Hotjar or Crazy Egg, those sort of platforms where there are like the heat maps and scroll maps. So you put this code on your page, it's free from Microsoft, put the code on your pages, and it will automatically start measuring for different behaviors. What I like about what they did is they group these behaviors in normal person speak. So for example, there are dead clicks, which are clicks that somebody made, but did not go anywhere. So maybe an image looked like a button, they clicked on it once, didn't go anywhere. Or some text on an image that isn't uh, clickable. Right. But maybe they thought it was, right? So it reports that. So that's all. Here's all the people that are doing dead clicks. And you say, do you want to see the heat maps? Do you want to see the scroll maps? Do you want to see the videos? You're like, yes, I do. Thanks, Microsoft Clarity. So that's qualitative data where you can watch some stuff and you can start to see some of that. One of my favorite ones they do is called rage clicks, which is where that's happening, but it's happening in a succession. So they are clearly trying to move forward, but something's not working. And imagine being able to see a video of all the different rage clicks that are happening on your site and be like, oh my gosh, they think that's a button or that button's broken. Like, I can't believe we didn't know that. Microsoft Clarity would tell you that. So b- between the, the Google-verse and the Microsoft-verse, you got a lot. Yeah, I have a fun story about that that I'd like to share. So we were building a site for a, a company and uh, it, it was a funnel. We were really trying to keep it narrow. 
And there was a section that talked about benefits. If you buy the product, you get this, and it listed maybe five benefits. And it was really interesting. One of the benefits, everyone was trying to click on the benefit. It was just a text list of the benefits, but everyone, they weren't clicking the other four benefits, but everyone was trying to click that one benefit. Not everyone, but a, a large yeah. number. Of but you saw, you saw a spike, yeah. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. We learned from that, uh, which benefit to lead with in a lot of our marketing. We knew that from that, we surmised that, that that was the benefit they most wanted. That's the one they're saying, tell me more. Like you that's have my right. attention, right? And that's exactly right. Because now you have a behavior from the market, which is the only one that's got the money, that's telling you, I am interested in this thing. So tell me more about it. 100%. I love that. And that's a perfect example of how measurement can help lead marketing to profit and results. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Chris, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his website, measurementmarketing.io. And there's links to both of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook that I wrote about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for today's episode, and I wish you success in your measurement marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.